Hey there, it's Shucker Patty again with Oysterlicious and the Oyster Roads. The roads taken to drive my way into the oyster world, and I am on the highway. I'm driving in the car, which is why the audio is a little bit different, but we'll have some music to play behind it anyways. We should talk about music and the style of which the different types of music that go well with oysters and dining with music one time, which we will. But today I'm on this idea that, uh, of, of talking about oyster contests, and we spoke of uh, the oyster in Ontario Shucking Championship. We talk about the oyster in the Canadian Shucking Championship in Tyne Valley, Prince of Brown. But if you get to win the Tyne Valley, the concept is you get a chance to go to the Worlds, uh, which is in Galway Bay, Ireland, for the past now 60 some odd years. And that was the ultimate goal was to make it to the Worlds. The year that I started going to PEI was the year that Murph won. Murph was our lead shucker at Rodney's Oyster House at the time. The best of the knives, Southpaw, left-handed, decided advantage in the anatomy of the oyster, but we'll get there some other time. Uh, stupendously fantastic fellow, and wonderful, sweet, sunshiny disposition. He knows I'm listening. No, I know he's listening. And too many stories about Murph working on the bar alone as it is but it's fantastic so the year one murph one we actually raised money raised money for him selling t-shirts i designed a t-shirt for him to sell at rodney's oyster house to make some money to help fund his way before there was kickstarter or gofundmes or anything like that before social media and even this podcasty thing speaking into a phone while you're driving unheard of this was back in the good old-fashioned days of selling Girl Guide cookies to raise money to send. No, it wasn't Girl Guide cookies. That would have been creepy. So we were actually just selling oysters and T-shirts to get Murph sent over there. And he made it, and he competed at the World Championships. But the question is, you know, Patrick, how did you get there? We'll have Murph on one time as well, and we'll detail his story specifically, and then it'll become a oh. The two old shuckers sitting around the stove. Oh, I remember my day. I went to the golfing festival. And we'll figure that one out later on. But, you know, we'll tell you the little story of how I made it to uh, the Galway Festival. And I'll tell you the story of the year that I won it. Because there is one of those rarities, again, this is back in 2002, where I won the World Championships of oyster shucking, which is delicious. Um, years ago, prior to that, I started winning the, the the Ontarios and doing very well with that. And, you know, my technique was was of a, of a style that, that was quick and clean and got very good at what I was doing. Uh, but I didn't get a chance, I got to get a chance to compete at the Worlds while I was at Rodney's, but I didn't get a chance to warm up or train the way I wanted to. Uh, until I built Starfish. And the year I built Starfish, early 2001, opens up, and then I won the Canadian Championships that year. Yay. And then once I won, I had about 30 days. I had about a month. So I won August first weekend of 2002, I'm going to say, yes. And then mid to late September was the, the World Championships, and this, is, this would be uh, the third time me going to the World Championships to represent Canada. So I had in my idea, my head, back to kinesiology, an idea of sports-specific training. 
what that means is if you're going to compete at a certain sport, you have to train towards that ultimate goal to be closer to that. And when you're competing at the Worlds, it's different than shucking oysters at the bar in a restaurant format. Most customers want to order 12 oysters. And so you're working at 12s. The Canadian Championship is working at 18s. The World Championship is 30 oysters. The difference between 18 oysters, let's just say, and 30 oysters is the difference between a 200 meter sprint and an 800 meter middle distance run. There's a lovely long time frame of shucking that you have to train for. You're not used to it. And it's, it becomes harder to open up oysters at speed and still have clean, clean oysters and lay them out the way that Galway wants to lay them out. The Canadian Championship, we put them on a bed of crushed ice, uh, crushed salt, salt, uh, salt, crushed salt. Um, at the Ontario's, we use crushed ice, restaurant style. And we can arrange and it sets nicely in crushed ice. It's great. But at the Worlds, it's a square tray. It's 24 inches square and a flat tray. And they want perfect lines of six oysters or five oysters or rows. Nice straight lines. You have to have 30 oysters in there to make it work beautifully. So it's a different finish. So therefore, it's a different competition overall. And you have to learn what you have to do to compete and win at this. So to do that, I wanted to do sport-specific training. Now I got a chance to do that when I open up a starfish. I could do anything I wanted to. So I created, I built a table that was shorter than the bar. It was table height. It was at the back of the restaurant. In the year that I, I wanted to do this, I, I created a dish. It was the Galway Bay plate. It was 30 Malpec oysters. It was $35. It was before Buckashuck was ever a thing. But I did, I wanted, it was the best price I could possibly afford uh, to inspire people to buy 30 oysters. And they could time me because you're going to get it presented, not like you normally get oysters presented. You can have your sauces and all that, but it's not going to be on an ice tray. It's going to be on a square tray. Uh, and I'll look at it, then I'll arrange it onto the ice and we'll go from there. So it's going to take a little bit longer, but there's fun involved as well. So I want to give you a value. So 35 oysters. Uh, 30 oysters, $35. You go to the end of the bar, you hold the stopwatch. Patrick works with his hands like you do in a contest, three, two, one, go. And I worked on my technique of hands above the head. This is a rule. Your hands must be above your head to start a your shucking contest. My thought was, well, where does your head have to be in relationship to the oyster? Do you have to be standing up or can you bend over the table and be very close to therefore reducing the, the distance between the start and the stop? And nobody challenged it. They go, actually, you're right. You don't have to be standing up. You, your hands are above your head and your head is really close to the oysters. So that's my technique of how do you start is you lean over the oysters and now instead of being 18, 24, 36 inches above the oyster, you're now about 12 inches above the oyster with your hands less time it's a very quick start you have to be good at your quick start though you have to be able to do the three two one and on one you move and on go you're actually your knife is just about in the shell otherwise it's a false start you don't want a false start you want a quick start you have to figure out when you're moving so these are techniques that i wanted to work on and that's called sports specific training you don't do that during service you just get the order, you shock and you go. 
And then so this this worked out really well. So I had a month of doing this. I created this special and people would come in. I go, if you want, we're doing a training special. I'm Canadian. I had the trophy there. It was lots of fun and camaraderie for the whole thing. It was great. So shucking and people would do this and I had a leaderboard and it was lot, it really kind of worked out kind of nicely the way it looked on the restaurant, not normal service. And that's why they enjoyed the value of a $35 30-plate oyster. No no problem. I'll wait a couple extra minutes to get this done, but you're training on the speed. That's right. Okay. So I would develop that program a little further in several in years later, and, and we'll work on that in the future from this point on for future coaching techniques. But... I got confident enough that I was ready to go to the world championships. And so I, I, we got the plane, blah, blah, we go over. And this year, I had Allison come. She wanted to come to this as well for, the, for I think, the first time. It's the first time we could both go over, which was great. And so she got to watch the whole thing. And um, so what it is at, in the Galway Festival, it's different than everywhere else. Because it's not 150 people watching and 300 people or, or, you know, mostly oyster people. This is a good 2,000. Back in those days, it was two to 3,000 people in a massive tent on the Clara. Originally Spanish Arch, they moved it to the Clara, which is where the Clara ring comes from in Ireland. And huge tent. And so if you have a bit of a nervousness about being on stage in front of people, this is not the place to go because it is all that in a bag of chips. You get a flag, you represent the country. It is a fantastic experience overall. As far as an event go, a must bucket list. It's always ranked top 50 uh, festivals in the world to go to by any number of uh, uh, publications, uh, Condonas Traveler or uh, Savour magazine, those type of magazines that rank up and, and talk about festivals. The Galway Festival is definitely one of them to go to. I rank it a little higher, but that's just me. Uh, it's Oyster World. And it's everything. It's Irish culture as well to the nth degree. People dress up for this. It's a fancy ball dress event. So learning that is another factor about it. When we, when we get there, though, uh, the year that I won the World Championships, I will come back in a second and I'll make sure that this records nicely so that we can say the year that I won the world championships.